0: 315. Things were going pretty good. The one thing I was afraid of, that she'd want to call in the pedals before the stick-up, she never even mentioned. I knew she was my kind the minute she began to talk about the dough. When I got up to room 480, Lefty was already there, lying on the bed, reading the paper.
1: Oh, hello, Ben. How you be?
0: So this is room 480, hmm? Looks just like room 481. Are you, Lefty? Oh, okay. Sit down. Want a bottle of beer? Nope. You, uh. You didn't
1: take it too hard what Sally said, did you? Can't say I liked it. What time is it? Oh, a couple of minutes, four. Yeah. It's too bad about you, Ben. What's too bad? Ah, the way I got you figured, Ben. You're a chiseler. Then what?
0: That's all. Sounds like there might be more. Not unless you ask for it. Okay. I'm asking for it, Lefty. Well,
1: Ben, a chisel is like this. He isn't crooked and he isn't straight either. He's, uh, he's just in between. But above all, he doesn't like trouble. Maybe he's just smart. I don't say he isn't. Oh, he'll always make pretty good dough and he'll die in a nice clean bed with a doctor's certificate instead of a coroner's. But... He'll never be a big operator. No? Uh Uh-uh, no. A big operator, he runs it or he doesn't operate. And that means he doesn't mind a little trouble once in a while. I guess that's right. And that's too bad, Ben. Because you got brains. Now me, well, I'm different. How's that? Because I I don't mind the trouble, but I don't have the brains. (laughs) Oh, I wouldn't. Who told you that? I know, I know. Ten years in stir off and on didn't help any. And I didn't have much to begin with. <sighs> Did I ever tell you how I started, Ben? No. Ben, I was a preacher. A what?
0: Do you expect yes, me
1: Yes, to... a preacher. So help me, I was. By rights, I still am. Look, here, I got the license right here in my wallet. Yeah, it was one of those hillbilly outfits. And the bishop, as he called himself, he was so far away from where I was that he never even heard about me, I guess. Anyway, he never canceled the license. <laughs> the
0: Reverend Richard Jose Goss. <laughs> That's one for the books, Lefty. Yeah, I was just a kid. But
1: I got hooked up with one of those big-time evangelists. And if I stuck with it, I could have hit the big-time myself. And there's plenty of dough in that racket. But you know what I did? (laughs) First time we really make a big take, I tie a handkerchief over my face and get me a rod and stick up the cash box. And they caught me. Yeah, that's how I know I haven't got the brains... I wouldn't let it worry you, Lefty. That's not what's worrying me now, Ben. What is? What is? What's going to be happening in here in a couple of minutes? You ever sat in on a divvy before, Ben? No. And I wouldn't be now, except for the manpower shortage. Uh, These are three wild kids, Ben. Chances are they'll be coked to the ears and slobbering at the mouth with half being half scared to death and half crazy with excitement thinking how much dough they got and what big-shot public enemies they are. And we, you and I, we got to walk up and take 20 grand away from them. All right, they know that. Yeah, knowing it's one thing, kicking in with it's another. And suppose uh, Solly's double-crossed us. Ah, suppose he didn't tell the kids how much his cut was. Suppose he left it for us to break the news. They just come from maybe killing a couple of people for 40 grand... Maybe they'd just as soon kill a couple of more to keep the maybe 20. Maybe.
0: So now, now we're going to find out.
1: Come on, Marty. Get him in here. Uh, sure, okay. Johnny, don't leave me with hey. you, Johnny. All
0: right, get him over to the... Who are you? I'm the man that collects the room rent. Yeah? Stick him up. Frisk yeah. him, Marty. Okay, Johnny. I don't need That's a rod right. to handle punks like you. This guy's clean, Johnny. Yeah, what about the other one? He's with me and he's got a gun. And don't try to take it away from him because it's an old family heirloom. And he's very fond of it. Yeah? Oh, yeah? Okay, stop acting like something you've seen in the movies and put that cannon away. He might drop it and break somebody's foot. What's the matter with your pal here? Uh, He got shot. Anybody else? No, the guard shot him when we were pulling out. Better get him over on the bed. Uh, Johnny, we're going
1: too fast, Johnny. We're going too
0: fast. He's, He's out of his head. Yeah. Did you get the dough? Did we get the dough? Look at this, wise guy. Forty grand, maybe more. Look at it. Touch it. Taste it. Smell it. What about it, sucker? Did you ever see so much dough before in your life? Sure. I work in the mint. Do you know how much this room is costing you? How much? Twenty grand. Twenty grand. That's right. I'll be back after a while to collect it. What are you going to do with your pal there with the holes in him? Uh, I I don't know. You know that's bad, don't you? Why? The kid's out of his head already. Suppose he makes trouble, starts screaming or something. Well, you got doctors, haven't you? Sure. With that kind of a doctor, that's one more guy that'll have to get a cut. Pretty soon, you guys won't have anything left but small change. Yeah, that's what you think. But, of course, maybe the kid'll die. Yeah? And then what do we do? That's even worse. Oh, no, no. That, that'd that be easy. Then we just take him out of here at night and dump him someplace. Oh, and if the kid was to die, that would be one less guy who had to get a cut, wouldn't it? Huh? Yeah. Well, come on, Lefty. Okay. We'll be seeing you. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you know what, what you're you doing, think, Ben.
1: I don't know. What do you think?
0: Huh? I think so. Come on. I got the room next door.
1: You know you're just as good as signed that kid's death warrant, don't yeah. you? That's right. The other two will knock him off now before we got time Johnny, to get
0: the... Johnny! miss
1: Johnny, no! No! no.
0: They did it. Yeah. Maybe we better call Saul, huh? I hope you know what you're doing. Order,
2: uh, please.
0: Give me Mr. Casper's room. You
2: sure he's dead? Yeah. uh Sol?
0: Yeah, who's this? Ben. Uh, you better come up to room 480, Sol. Why? They want to see you personally. Why? I said they want to see you personally. I still want to know why. Do you want your door, don't you? <laughs> You're supposed to be the guy with the big muscles. <laughs> I'm not going to wrestle those punks for your purse.
2: Okay, Charles Atlas. I'll be right up and show you how it's done.
0: You'll be right up. Then what? What do you mean, then what? Don't get ben, get nervous, yep.
1: you? if you got any Shut little up. plans, you know I'm all for them, don't you? Sure. And you know I hope they come off, don't you? Sure. But if they don't come off, you know where I stand on that, you know. too,
0: don't you? I know. You stand right behind me with a gun on my back. Just so you know, Ben. I can see how you'd have made a preacher. Lefty, you've got a terrible streak of honesty in you. Just so you know. What's going on here? Listen, listen, there he is. I'm Sal Casper. What's going on here? Oh, uh, Mr. Casper, uh, it's been a... Little trouble, Mr. Casper. Yeah, what kind of trouble? Arch here. He just died. Died. He was shot. Yeah. All right. So we'll get him out of here tonight. You got the dough? Sure, sure. We got it. Well, let's see it. Here. All right. Put up your hand.
1: Ah, huh? Your...
0: What's this? Department What's it? of Justice. What? You're what? all under arrest.
2: We didn't even mind. that's all, pal. Hey, right. Ben. Right.
0: Where are you going? I got a date. All right. With a missionary. In tonight's full hour of Suspense, James Cagney is our star. Mr. Cagney appears as Ben Grace, with Kathy Lewis as June Lyons, and Wally Mayer as Lefty Gauss. In William Spears' production of Love's Lovely Counterfeit, tonight's study in Suspense. In just a moment, we will return with Act Two of Suspense.
3: This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. This is Robert Montgomery again. When such incompatible words as lovely and counterfeit found themselves together in the title of tonight's story by James Cain, they said a lot not only about the story but about the man, Ben Grace as well. Elements of both words crowded through him. On the one side, for example, was his dislike for meanness and greed. And on the other side, something forged, fictitious, false. That was a smooth operation he pulled, and he was going to get even smoother as he went along. But it never got Ben Grace anything but trouble. Because the smoother he got, the further he got away from the true Ben Grace. A real lost guy, trying to find north. And maybe for him, June Lyons could be north. But Ben wouldn't stop long enough to take a reading. As James Cain described them in the novel, whatever it was June needed in life, Ben had it for her. And when she was with him and she acted with that complete abandon of a novice having her first drink, constantly he watched her. He studied her. As though he were trying to make up his mind about something or to figure out something into which she definitely fitted. And then he began to really look at her. It was the first time he had really studied this girl who had started such a chain of circumstances in his life, and he looked with lively interest. It was all the more lively since he was unable to connect this face with all that he had learned about its owner. It was, in anybody's contest, an extremely beautiful face. It was perfectly chiseled, in profile at least. Its slightly droopy lines reminding him of pictures he had seen of ancient sculpture. There was some exquisite invitation about the mouth. It pursed a little with an expression of expectancy. The skin was soft with just a brush of bloom on it. The figure was lovely, too. Not too tall, but slender, soft, and willowy. He had the dizzy, half nauseated feeling of a man who has been rocked to his heels by a woman. And knows it.
0: And so continues the history of Ben Grace in James M. Cain's Love's Lovely Counterfeit, played out for us by James Cagney in a narrative well-calculated to keep you in suspense. After that, the action moved along just the way I'd seen the play in my mind. Sal might have had a 6 to and even chance beating the rap of having the tea-loaded kids in the hotel. But when the guns were checked against the wounds in the stiff, the beef was murder. And that was one beef Sal couldn't square. Jansen walked into the city hall on a bread-plush carpet, and June, she got the job she was after. Jansen's first day in the driver's seat was celebrated with a cocktail party at June's house. All the loyal party workers were invited to receive the thanks of his honor. I called June on the phone when I heard about it. She hammed and pawed around a little, and then she finally asked me if I'd like to to come. Didn't seem too anxious, but I I wasn't going to miss this chance to meet the mayor. She told me I could bring a friend if I liked. I said I would. I suddenly realized that I, I didn't have any friends. I brought Lefty. It was a corny house, a depressing pile of wood and stucco with four tired walls leaning in against the sagging roof for support. June was nervous when she saw me. I introduced it a Well,
2: how do you do? I'm glad you could come.
0: Uh, how you been? A nice house.
2: Thank you. Um, you know everyone here, Ben?
1: Uh, everyone I want to know.
2: Uh, well, uh, there's there's a bar in the alcove right over there.
1: You got any beer?
2: Oh, you can drink, Mr. Goss. <laughs>
0: you want to make book?
2: Uh, ben, uh, you'll excuse me while I speak. Oh, to sure,
0: you. sure. You just go right ahead and host us like crazy. I'll just drift around. Thank you, Ben.
2: I'll see you later.
0: Class, Ben. Real class. Educated, too. Ah, that she is, Lefty. That she is. Well,
1: how about the suds, Benny? Then we'll go pay our respects to his honor.
2: How do you do? I'm Mrs. Lyons, June aunt.
0: How do you? How do you do, Mrs. Lyons? My name is Grace. This is Mr. Gauss.
2: I'm so glad you're here, Mr. My name
0: is Gauss. Lefty Gauss.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I don't hear very well. Oh,
0: so,
1: uh, excuse me. You'll find me in the suds, Ben. Uh, excuse me.
2: Have you met Mr. J- uh, Jansen yet? No,
0: I- I'm looking forward to that.
2: Oh, he's a wonderful man. Just a wonderful man. Nice and settled and with a wonderful future. Don't you think so?
0: I think I'll be able to tell more about his future after I've talked to him.
2: Exactly. My very words to you. I can see things like that.
0: I beg your pardon?
2: Then you agree with me. Oh, of course you do. You look like a very intelligent young man. Mrs.
0: Lyons, you don't make money.
2: Exactly what I've been telling Junie. But she just says, oh, be quiet. Oh, for heaven's sake, Auntie, be quiet. I can understand that. Oh, if you really would encourage her, Mr. Grace. You see, she never tells me a thing. Never. Thinks I'm dumb.